If you've been following my Instagram stories, you guys will know I've been having a slight obsession lately with taco salad. Why is it literally the most delicious thing on the planet to me right now? I'm not sure, but I think it has something to do with the dressing I put on it. Lately, I've been using Primal Kitchen cilantro lime dressing for my taco salads and then throwing in some tomato, avocado, red onion, black beans, shredded vegan cheddar, and crushed tortilla chips. And wow, you guys, mwah chef's kiss. I love Primal Kitchen products because they make it easy to recreate your classic favorites with elevated ingredients. You know I'm on a journey right now personally with my digestion and skin, so having high quality ingredients that are good for me but also taste amazing is so important. I cannot be out here eating bland, flavorless meals, okay? That is not my vibe. Absolutely not. They also have the most amazing pesto mayo that's paleo and keto certified and made with avocado oil along with so many other flavorful condiments for summer grilling, marinades, salads, and sandwiches. My dad put their mango jalapeno barbecue sauce on some chicken and threw it on the grill the other night, and it was divine. I've also been loving the matcha collagen keto latte. I make it iced and just add a little vanilla creamer and oat milk to it. So good. And it has the collagen already in it for hair, skin, and nail support. And it's dairy-free and sugar-free, which is my vibe lately. I can't say enough good things about Primal Kitchen. So if you're like me and you don't want to compromise ingredient quality, but you still want your meals to taste amazing, you can find Primal Kitchen products in your local grocery store or visit primalkitchen.com and save 10% with the code Sam Daily 10. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Oh my gosh, we have so much to catch up on. I feel like I've lived an entire lifetime in the month of June. I'm not even kidding you. I just opened my notes app because you know, when I do these bonus episodes that are kind of like recaps, lifestyle, what I'm doing, feeling, thinking, buying, whatever, all the things, I keep a note in my notes app so that I can stay on track and actually remember what the heck I did this month and the main things that I can update you on and share with you. So I opened this note and I'm like, the first thing on here feels like it was forever ago. It truly feels <laughs> like it was a, a lifetime ago. So I don't know. June has just been like a wild wild month. So we have a lot to catch up on, but I'm so excited to dive into this episode. So many things to talk about. I got lip filler. I'm going to tell you guys about the experience, my thoughts, feelings about it. Also, I took a trip to Florida. I took a trip to Denver. I put an offer in on a house and I lost it. I put an offer in on a house and bought it. (laughs) That's crazy. We're going to give you all the house updates. And I also met my spirit guides. So there's a lot to cover. Let's jump right in. So the first things first, 
At the very start of the month, it was Jaime's birthday. So we took a trip down to Fort Lauderdale. We didn't even have anything planned in terms of like looking for houses. We just wanted to go down there. We wanted to get away. We wanted to go to the beach, kind of get in the vibe just to help us with the manifestation process and also to enjoy ourselves. So we took a four-day trip down to Florida and conveniently... A few days before our trip, a hurricane hit the Gulf of Mexico. (laughs) So then we got all these notices of tropical storms that were going to be arriving to Florida on literally the day that we were meant to fly in. And we still went on the trip and a bunch of flights that were going exactly where we were going were getting canceled right before ours. And somehow ours did not get canceled. We flew in. When we arrived, the entire first day there was completely rainy and disgusting it was definitely that like aftermath of the hurricane um not like crazy weather at all but just like lots of lots of rain like constant really really heavy rain but then every day after that was really beautiful sunny we got to spend some time on the beach and actually a listing popped up while we were down there so we were able to schedule a showing with our real estate agent and go and actually look at a place in person and it was really cute we really liked it so we decided to put an offer in on the place which was exciting and then um we lost it (laughs) so we didn't get that house um but it was a successful trip and we had a lot of fun. Actually, the one night we went out to the weirdest, just funniest night. We went out to dinner. I mean, I booked a bunch of reservations before we went because I just wanted Jaime to have like a really good time for his birthday because I've told you guys this on the podcast before. I have always wanted to do something really nice for his birthday, but it always just kind of fell at a really bad time for me because when I was teaching, always the summer months were the hardest because I wasn't earning any income. And so I've never really been able to do something really nice for him. And then during, um, like right after, kind of when like the pandemic was finally starting to get better and things were opening up, we had booked this trip to wine country in Spain and I booked this amazing hotel and we were going to do these winery tours and And then that got canceled because they, again, closed the borders of Madrid. And so it was just this like frustrating thing of really wanting to do something nice for his birthday. So that's why we went on that trip. So this time around, I made sure to book us some amazing meals, lunches, dinners, brunch. Oh my God, we had the most amazing brunch. Wow. Honestly, it was just like so, so, so amazing. I can't even describe We're definitely going to have to go back there when we get down to Fort Lauderdale. But this dinner that we went to, we went out to this dinner at this place that's like, um, it's kind of like, it's Japanese, but it's fusion. And it's this place that's like right on the main strip in Fort Lauderdale. And it looks out over the beach. And it's just this like cute kind of like vibey place. And I'd heard good things about it and that the food was really great. So I was like, okay, awesome. We're booking it. We're going. The place is called Takato if you're familiar with Fort Lauderdale or whatever. So we go there and we have an incredible dinner. Like the food was really great. We had, we were on the outdoor patio. We had views of the beach and it was just really nice. But (laughs) the weirdest thing happened towards the end of our dinner because there was these people, they were sitting next, not right next to us, but there was like one table next to us. And then the next table down was this table of four. And they were obviously having a great time, but they were also obviously very, very, very rich. 
Every person at the table was like head to toe, designer, everything. The guy was like Louboutin hat, Louboutin shirt, giant Louboutin bags on the tables, designer shorts, designer underwear, designer socks, designer shoes, Givenchy this, like everything was just designer. Everybody at the table was wearing a Rolex, Cartier bracelets and rings all around. Like clearly these people were doing really well and we were so happy for them. So there's one guy at the table that's clearly getting pretty like drunk and rowdy and he's just having a great time and he's kind of standing up from the table and going over to other tables in the restaurant and being silly and goofy and like offering people food from his plate, like just weird stuff. But we were in a good energy. I'm not the type of person to like get annoyed or rain on someone's parade when they're having fun. So I was just like, I'm happy for them. They're in their vibe. They're having a great time. So there was that guy and his wife and then they were with this gay couple. So these two gay guys and they were like just fabulous, like (laughs) the most fabulous people we've ever seen. Like, of course, multimillionaires drenched in designer, like just living this like lavish life, clearly. So we're getting towards the end of our dinner and the table that was next to us, so in between us and these other people, they start telling them like, come over, come over, bring your table next to ours, like join our dinner, join our party. So the two people that were sitting next to us, they start moving their table over and they join in with this group of four. They're laughing, having a great time. They're like buying everybody stuff. And we're just like laughing. This is hilarious. Those people don't know each other at all. They just join tables with them. And we're just sitting there like thinking it's hilarious and whatever, kind of minding our own business, but enjoying the show of like the craziness that's happening. So then the one guy stands up and he comes over to our table. He's wearing this Givenchy shirt and these like shorty little short shorts (laughs) that are designer as well. But he was so cute. He comes over And he bends down next to our table so that his like arms are resting on the table and his like chin is like resting on his hands. And he looks at me and he goes, are you guys on a date? And I was like, yes, we are. And he goes, okay, that is so cute. What can we get you? Like he wants to literally buy us something. So we had basically already finished our meal. We had already had dessert. So normally I would flex my receiving muscle and just be like, yeah fuck it. I'm going to ask for dessert or a shot or something. But I was like, you know what? We are so good, but thank you so, so much. And he goes, okay, um, we're going to send you something anyways. <laughs> he walks away. Um, so Jaime and I are sitting there, you know, we're waiting for our check. We're talking, whatever. And then they keep looking at us and being like, you guys come over, just join us, join, join, join. And so finally, we pull our table over with the other two tables. And now we're just this giant big group of strangers who's like having dinner together. It was so bizarre and weird. And then all of these like desserts come out with firecrackers shooting out of them. And this was like the giant like dessert platter that was like $50 or something that they ordered for us because they wanted to gift us something. So this giant flaming dessert platter comes out and they set it down on the table. And at some point in the conversation, I had mentioned that it was Jaime's birthday because, you know, they were asking us like, oh my gosh, like, what are you guys doing? Are you from here? Like, 
all that stuff. And I said, you know, it's his birthday. And and then the desserts arrived with the firecrackers in them. And everybody starts standing up and singing happy birthday. And the drunk guy from the table is like jumping up and down. And then he realizes that Jaime is a Gemini. And apparently he's a Gemini too. And so he's he spoke Spanish. His parents were actually from Spain. So he's like, Gemini, Gemini, which is like how you say Gemini in Spanish, jumping up and down, like so drunk, just so excited that it's Jaime's birthday. Everybody's singing happy birthday. The whole restaurant is looking at us. It's just this wild, wild, wild situation. So then they start ordering sake and wine and shots and, you know, paying for everybody, paying for everything. There's this other table of four girls that was like over in the corner behind us and they buy them a $50 dessert platter. They buy them drinks. Like it was just like the most wild and crazy, weird, bizarre experience. And they were so fun. Of course, Jaime is the social butterfly himself. He got all of their phone numbers. He has their contacts. He found out what kind of work they do. Um, the two other people that were in the, in between, like next to us, in between the, the, the four top and us that we ended up like sitting next to once we all joined our tables and we were talking to them and they were actually from Fort Lauderdale and they were giving us all this advice around the area and where to buy and guidance. And they were both like professional golfers and they were like, yes, come down. We're members at the country club. Like come and play golf with us. My buddies are real estate agents. Like all the, it was just like so synchronistic and so much fun and just like a wild, random, random, random night. (laughs) But that's what we did for Jaime's birthday. And it was really, really fun. And we'll remember that forever because it was just so ridiculous. So I mentioned to you guys while we were down there, we put an offer on a house, but we didn't get it, which is okay um, because I did end up kind of feeling like it was for the best and that we could have, you know, like I I felt like I liked the place um, and it was really, really cute on the inside which is obviously the most important, but I felt like the building could have been a little bit better and the amenities could have been a little bit better. Um, So it all worked out for the best and that was okay. We come home from Florida. Some other things that happened this month is obviously, title of this episode, I got lip filler. And there were a few of you that wanted to know how it was or my experience. So I'm going to tell you guys what that was like. So I had heard before going to get filler that the lip filler hurts really, really bad. So I was like, oh gosh, you know, I really, really am not the type of person that likes needles, but you know, the only thing that I I guess I like, (laughs) I can handle needles for is tattoos and fillers. (laughs) So that makes me feel like I'm a superficial, vain person driven by beauty standards. But whatever, I digress. I had heard that it hurts really bad. So I was kind of like preparing myself for it and being like, okay, you know, we're just going to go and see how it is. Mind you, I've been thinking about getting lip filler for a really long time. Like I want to say two years now. And I almost went and got it while I was in Spain, but then I just never got around to it. And so it's something that I definitely have thought about for a long time and considered. And I've looked extensively at photos of, you know, lip shapes and sizes and things that I wanted. So I did go into this experience feeling like I knew what I wanted 
and that I was ready to make the decision. It wasn't like a snap decision of like, oh, I'm just going to go get lip filler. Like it, it, it had been in my awareness for a really long time. And I finally felt like, you know what? Yes. Okay. I've been thinking about this for long enough. It means that I really want to try it. So I'm ready to do it. So I go and at the place that I went, what they actually did was they put the numbing cream on my lips, like a lot of it. And then they had me sit in a room for a full hour. So what I what I realized is that the reason why lip filler hurts really bad for most people is because they just put the numbing cream on and they, they leave you to like sit with it for like five or ten minutes. And so it doesn't really f- numb your lips that much. Like it probably doesn't do much other than lessen the initial feeling of, of the needle going through the skin. But because everybody that I've talked to, talked to about this has said like, it was so painful. And my experience was just not that way. And I'm so, so grateful and so glad. Um, and I had nothing to do with that. I didn't know how to advocate my for myself for that. But now if you are going to get lip filler, you know that if you want it to hurt significantly less slash kind of not at all, you're going to want to ask if you can sit with the numbing cream on for a longer period of time. Or maybe you can get a numbing cream and you can put it on yourself and you can sit with it for an hour before you get to your appointment. That could be an option too. So look into that if you're thinking about it and you just really don't want it to be that painful. So I have this numbing cream on. I'm sitting in the room and I'm just like reading my book, like waiting for it to take effect and for them to call me in and say that I'm that it's time. And I'm reading my book. And actually at one point I started dro- like the drool was falling out of my mouth because I was losing the feeling in, in my lips and in my tongue because it kind of gets in your mouth a little bit. It tastes bad. It's it's gross, but it's not the worst experience. So then after an hour, they call me in and I did one vial. So sometimes people do half. Um, the lady that did mine, she said she never recommends and will never do more than one vial because if you do too much initially, it can really like stretch out your lip and then you might need more filler so that your lip doesn't look weird. Like you might consistently need to, to have filler, um, because it can stretch out the lip if you put too much in right away. So we did one vial and upper lip and bottom lip. And honestly, I just closed my eyes while she was doing it. I practiced deep belly breathing. So the entire time I was just breathing deeply in through my nose, filling my belly with air and then my chest and then letting it go. And I was thinking really positive thoughts. I was speaking to myself really kindly. I was giving my body affirmations, like just speaking to my body because we know how much that can actually help. And so I was, I don't remember exactly the things that I was saying in the moment, but I was saying things about like my body knows exactly how to handle this. My body is going to integrate this beautifully. I'm going to love these results. It's this is going to be a pain, painless process. I'm not going to bruise. Everything is going to heal beautifully. My body knows exactly what to do. This is safe. I am safe. Things like that. So I was just speaking, not out loud. The lady was injecting my lips. <laughs> but I was in my head giving myself these positive affirmations, speaking to my body and practicing really deep breaths. Obviously, you can feel you can feel the injection. like You can feel the, the needle going in, but it's not 
it's not that painful. Like if you've ever, I hate talking about this because it makes me cringe myself. It's, I hate it. But if you've ever gotten blood drawn, it doesn't actually, it's more in your mind of you think that it's going to hurt, but the, the needle going in actually doesn't really hurt that much. It's just like a little poke pinch. And that is truly what it felt like. And I also think that I'm a person who is kind of a baby. Like I kind of have a low, low tolerance for pain. So if I'm telling you that it didn't hurt, I really feel like you should believe me that it didn't hurt. But again, how long you leave the numbing cream on, honestly, you guys, I think is so key. So anyway, before and after I got the filler, I was taking this uh, natural supplement called Arnica and they actually recommended that I do that and it just helps with like bruising and swelling and keeping things down so it's kind of like a natural like anti-inflammatory or something like that so I was taking Arnica a few days before the appointment and then also a few days after and that really helped I only had one tiny little like small dot of a bruise where one of the injections was, but nothing else bruised for me. Obviously they're a bit swollen at the beginning and it takes a couple days for them to go down. I would say the like initial swelling that happens right after the fact goes down in probably like three days, but then there is some, it takes like two to three weeks for your lips to actually settle in. And sometimes there's some like residual swelling or like little lumps and bumps on like the inside of your lip that need to like settle in and smooth out. Um, So you kind of have to give it like two to three weeks for you to really feel like, okay, these are my lips now. This is what they look like. So I think I've had mine for two and a half, maybe three weeks at this point. And yeah, it's got to be three weeks at this point. And I feel I feel really good about them. Like honestly, love them. So happy. I'm obsessed with them. I would definitely do it again. Um, I already really enjoyed the shape of my lips. I felt like I had really nice lips in terms of like the shape, and they they weren't like they weren't folded under or like super small or anything. Anyway, it was just like a little enhancement that I wanted to do. So. They turned out exactly how I envisioned that they would. It was exactly my lips, exactly the same shape, just a little bit plumper, a little bit bigger. So that's my experience with lip filler. Honestly, I'm a fan. What can I say? (laughs) So last week I took a trip to Denver and I've never been out to Denver before in Colorado and I took this trip which I talked to you guys about on the sisterhood wound episode because I was going to see a bunch of my old best friends from college and have a little reunion and celebrate the engagement of our friend who lives out there. So I went out to Denver and we just honestly it was the best time. Like I know in the the sisterhood wound episode, I talked a lot about my feelings around long distance friendships and some of the fears or maybe guilts that I have about how I function as a long distance friend and maybe some like anticipation or little bits of like worry of what it was going to be like to be all together again and if anybody felt that there was any weirdness. Um, but it was honestly just such an ama- such a good experience. Like it felt like immediately 
we were just like transported right back to college, like right back to our house when we all lived together. The conversations were, it was still us, but our conversations have evolved because we've all evolved so much. Like we've all grown and changed and gone through so much. Like one of my friends fully like went to law school and became a lawyer in that time. Another friend became a dentist. Like people have moved and gotten in and out of relationships and I started my business and everything. We've all changed and evolved so much individually, but our bond and our dynamic and our jokes with each other were exactly the same, but our conversations had evolved as a reflection of how we have. And it just felt so good to be in that space surrounded by friends, like feeling like people really can still understand you and cheer you on and support you even though you haven't been around them every single day like we used to when we were in college so it was a really really good experience we also went out to this like country bar place (laughs) and there's like they do um they do line dancing and swing dancing and there's this big dance floor and like people take it really seriously like they really there's so many locals there every single song that came on everybody knew the line dance and there's this whole dance floor of people just like doing all the moves and we were getting out there trying to learn and follow along but honestly it was kind of embarrassing sometimes because everybody I swear to god like knew every single dance and every single move and we were just like out of towners being like oh trying to follow along but it was a really fun time and then we learned how to swing dance because these very nice gentlemen took us out on the dance floor and taught us how to dance. And so a couple of guys took me out on the dance floor and were spinning me around, dipping me, like dropping me down to the floor almost, like lifting me completely off of the ground. Like I was literally, literally being spun around, swing dancing my little heart out with these sweet, sweet men who were just totally down to like teach me and walk me through it and guide me and give me the steps and honestly like it was such a beautiful reflection to me of healthy masculine energy and I mean I think that a lot of the the guys there like they take girls out on the dance floor and spin them around and it definitely is a way to like flirt and pick up girls and stuff like that. But I told all these guys that, you know, I'm in a committed relationship and whatever, but I like making friends and I want to learn how to dance. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And they didn't ask anything from me, but they were so kind and they were like, okay, don't worry. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to do everything. You just follow my cues and go along with it. And it was like just such a fun way to experience the masculine and feminine energy of having someone literally lead you. Like you don't know what you're doing. You just have to hold their hand and follow along. And they say, okay, duck, spin, turn to your left, grab my right hand, go under, lift up your legs, like all these things. And you just have to like follow along. And it turns out to be this beautiful ride and fun experience. And I don't know, for me, it was just like this larger metaphor of healthy masculine energy and how when we let 
when we allow that to exist and when we stop trying to control everything, because I could feel myself being like, no, you know, I shouldn't go out and dance because they're probably going to like want stuff from me or they're going to want to flirt with me or I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know all the moves. Like I need to be the dancer here. I don't want to look dumb or stupid or embarrass myself. When you let all of that fall away and you just go, you know what? I'm going to receive this experience beautiful things happen. And honestly, it was so much fucking fun. So I was really, really tapping into my feminine energy, just being like, yep, take me on the dance floor, twirl me around, show me what to do. I know nothing. You guide me, you know, take your big, strong arms and dip me to the floor and throw me around and I'm just going to let it happen. And it was such a fun experience. Like honestly, such a great night. I had so much fun. Um, my voice is finally recovering because I had a little too much fun, I think. And at that same place, at that same place where we were swing dancing, there was a mechanical bull. (laughs) And I did not get on the mechanical bull because I was wearing a very cute denim one piece outfit that was new and I did not want to rip or ruin in any way. But one of our friends got on the mechanical bull and honestly it was incredible the whole place was like cheering and like freaking out and I have not laughed that hard in the longest time I was screaming laughing tears were coming out of my eyes I was like holding my neck with both of my hands because it felt like the veins were like popping out of my neck I couldn't breathe it was you know it's just so it's so good when you get those like really, really deep, intense laughs and just feel like you're having the time of your life. So the trip to Denver was a success. It was so good to see all of my friends and have amazing conversations and so much fun. And I'm just so grateful that I got to have that experience. Now, backtracking a little bit, as I'm sitting on the plane, getting ready to take off to go to Denver, I'm patiently waiting, looking at my phone, waiting to turn it into airplane mode because I'm about to receive the text from my realtor of if our offer that we placed on another house got accepted or denied. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she's telling me like, okay, I'm going to call them and I'm going to see what their final decision is. So I'm sitting there like, oh my God, shoot, 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 shoot. Like, please text me, please text me. I really wanted to get the message before we took off. We're literally like on the plane. Everybody's boarded. We're ready to go. We're going down the runway about to take off. And I get a message that's like they accepted the offer. And then immediately (laughs) I have to switch my phone into airplane mode and the wheels are off the ground. So I find out that I just bought a house and then immediately cannot speak to anybody, can't even call Jaime, like can't can't call my realtor. I'm just sitting there for three hours with my own thoughts being like, what the actual fuck? I just bought a house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> as soon as I land, I have all of these messages. Obviously, Jaime wants to talk to me. The realtor is sending things through. She immediately is calling me and she's like, hey, with the time difference, like it's already late over here on the East Coast. We really need you to sign the contract. So I'm pulling up these documents on my phone as I'm, no joke, you guys, getting my suitcase out of the the um, overhead bin. I'm getting my suitcase out and I'm reading the contract as she's going over the details of it with me. I'm dragging my suitcase through the airplane and signing the contract. <laughs> like... It was 
the craziest, most overwhelming, like whirlwind of an experience. And then she's like, okay, we need to do this, that, and the other thing. You need to look over this. You have to sign this. We got to get these deposits going. You have to send through the application. This is happening. That's happening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even have my laptop. Like I came on this trip to like be with my friends and disconnect and now I just bought a house and they want all these things for me. They want updated bank statements. They want um, P&Ls from the business. They want, I have to fill out these applications. There's so many forms that I need to print and sign and scan and send back. And I'm like, I don't have even a fucking computer, nonetheless a printer. Like, I don't even know what I'm, and everything is on such a tight deadline when you're trying to get into escrow on a house and move things along. So it was actually quite stressful. I did the best that I could while I was in Denver with, you know, whatever documents or things that I could take off of the list and get done while I was there. But a lot of it just actually had to wait until Monday morning when I got back home. And then Monday was like, I had to move a bunch of things around for work because the whole day basically had to just be like house admin and all this stuff that we had to do. So it's been a crazy experience, but it's been so much fun. And I just feel like, my mind is blown that I literally like bought this beachfront condo by myself, like all, all on my own. I'm the sole owner of this condo. It's crazy. And, you know, right now as I record this, um, the association, the homeowners association of the condo, of the condominium, they have 30 days to accept or deny our application. So we've been moving forward with all the other parts of the process, but we're not actually for sure secured until they accept our application. And there are some tricky, sticky things that have been going on because I do have an emotional support animal. You guys know like Storm is my buddy um, and he has to live with me. So We've had some really challenging blocks and hurdles and just uh, stressful things that we've had to that we've had to move through and try to overcome in this process. So initially, it was like a super high high of being very, very excited. And then it started to get real of like, oh shit, this could still be taken away from us. But I'm trying every day, I am every day leaning more into trust and fully surrendering and just going, you know what? If this is meant to be, then it's meant to be. And whatever money I lose in this process, should I potentially lose any of this money if we don't get accepted? I just know that it's going to come back to me multiplied and it's going to be for my greater good because if it's not this place, then there's a reason for it and I'm being protected and I have to honor that decision from the universe and just keep moving forward so it's been a really big lesson also in trust in this process um we're not we're not estimated to close on the house until sometime in august so there's still a journey ahead you know we're not totally out of the woods yet we're still in the process but because i've been sharing so much of this journey with you guys and i know so many of you are like invested in it and it's so beautiful to see i get so many dms from you guys like oh my gosh like so exciting did you get the house like tell us more i'm so happy for you so i think it's important to share the journey as I go rather than just waiting for that big celebratory moment to be like, look what I did because I want 
everybody who's listening to this to be a part of the process and also to remember that when you're manifesting really big things, it's not always just snap your fingers and it drops in and everything is smooth. We still have to show up for ourselves. We still have to take aligned action. We still have to be willing to pass the test and jump through some hoops and lean into trust and surrender and practice that over and over again. Like it's The manifestation process is what it is every single time. So I want you to even see that in how this is unfolding for me and just empower you that like you can do hard things too and you can manifest really big things in your life too. It doesn't mean that it's going to be completely 100% just so freaking easy from day one. Sometimes we do get really easy manifestations and other times we're faced with obstacles or tests and things that we have to work through and we are being asked to strengthen our trust muscle over and over again. So that's definitely how I feel about this journey. Um, And I actually had a reading just the other day with this beautiful woman who channels your spirit guides and is able to kind of bring some guidance to you around you know, your path or purpose or things that are going on in your life or any questions that you have really. So she channels the guides and then you can really bring forth any topic or question and and see what guidance they have and what support they can offer you um, in response. And I actually booked the session with her. This is how crazy this is. I booked the session with her because I was getting really frustrated in the, the home search process of like, we're not finding anything. Like, our offers are not getting accepted. Like, gosh, you know, I, I really could use some guidance or support around if I'm moving in the right direction. Um, is it is there a reason that, that it has to be so hard? Like, am I ever going to find the house? Like, I was really feeling um, like I wanted some support in terms of like, is this the right path? And just having reassurance that I was moving in the right direction. And between the time of booking the session for that reason and actually having the session, this whole thing happened where our offer got accepted and we got the house. And then we started to get these like tests and hurdles showing up for us around the dog and the the homeowners association application and things. And so I was like, okay. And that actually happened the day before I met with her. So the thing that was most present for me when I got to sit down and actually meet my spirit guides through her was a lot of this like home stuff. And it was crazy the amount of guidance that they were able to give me and just the things that they that they knew. You know, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like a, a, a really tall building. Is it a, is a, is it a condominium that you're buying by chance? And I was like, yes. And then she was like, okay, I'm seeing a, a dog, but it's not a small dog. It's, it's actually a pretty big dog. And I think there's an issue with the fact that it's a big dog. And I was like, yes, that makes so much sense. And then we kind of got into some of the guidance of what my spirit guides recommend and, It was just like such a beautiful, eye-opening, wonderful reading. And I don't know, maybe this is too woo for some people. Maybe this is like crossing the line of what you can wrap your head around. And I totally get that too. Like everybody's always at a different place in in their journey or what they're able to perceive of or believe. Um, But I think, you know, my philosophy with these types of spiritual concepts is always that 
I'm never really going, no, none of us are ever really going to be able to prove whether this is real or not. You know, how are we going to prove if God is or isn't real? How are we going to prove that spirit guides or guardian angels or whatever is or isn't real or not? Um, you know, I just don't think that we're ever really going to be able to do that. So we have two options. We can move through life and through the world believing that none of that stuff is real and that there is no guidance and that it's just up to us and we're on our own and it's pure luck or connection or forcefulness or control or grit or ambition or whatever else that is in your control. It's up to all of those factors for you to get what you want out of life. Or the second option is for you to move through life and the world believing that there is guidance and support. There is a larger plan. There is this universal guidance system that's here to support you and help you move through difficult times and things are happening for you rather than to you. And of course there's meaning and of course it's all the, all the dots are going to connect. And when we die... We may find out what's actually true and maybe none of us are right. You know, maybe, maybe you're wrong and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're all wrong, but that's not really going to matter because once you die, what is the glory of being like, ha, I told you there was no spirit guides or whatever, right? Like we don't even know that that's going to be the, the thing that we realize. What matters is that you lived in a way And you believed in a way that made your life better, right? My life actively gets better by choosing to believe that I'm supported, by choosing to believe that I have these spirit guides and guardian angels and that I am constantly in connection and co-creation with the universe. My life gets better and it's, I can prove that because until I started leaning into this stuff, I didn't have half of the things that I have now. I didn't have all this freedom. I didn't have this level of abundance. I didn't have my own business. I didn't have a job that lit me up every day. I didn't have a community of like-minded people that I could lean on and share with and grow with. I wasn't hosting retreats in luxury locations. I didn't have any of that until I believed that I was being supported and that I was guided and that there was a larger purpose and that I couldn't fail and that I was always going to be on the right path because there is one path and I'm on it and that's all I need to do is continue to trust and surrender and take aligned action. So if you struggle to believe in these things, I would just invite you to think about how your life might improve and how you might be able to move differently through the world if you did believe that you were supported, right? What next level action would you be able to take if you weren't so freaking scared because you actually believed that you were guided and supported? What opportunities or people or things would you start to open as your consciousness grew and you felt like everything was possible for you and everything was working out for you and that you could do anything and that of course you were on your path, right? My life gets actively better Every single day, the deeper and deeper that I choose to believe in my own guidance system and support. So that's my, that's always been my spiel. You can look back at old episodes of the podcast about God, universe, angel numbers, all those things. I've talked about this before. That's my perspective. That's my outlook. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) My, my life is the proof in the pudding that it gets better the deeper you believe. So, you know. If this feels like it's hard for you to 
lean into or access or fully believe, just ask yourself, how might my life get better if I could believe, if I did believe? And that's really the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter if I'm right, you know? Like I said, I could get to the end of my life too and be like, oh, fuck. I was completely wrong. And I told all those people about all this stuff and (laughs) oops, turns out that's not what's happening. It's a totally different thing that's happening. But it won't really matter because all of our lives got better because of it. We lived more boldly because of it. We took more action because of it. We chased our dreams and fulfilled our desires because of it. So that's really all that matters, right? Hopefully that is helpful to anybody that's still feeling a little bit skeptical on the spiritual side of things. Another really interesting thing that came through in this session with me that I'm choosing to share because it was it was reflected to me from my guides that I should start to own this more and tap into this more is how much I am tr- really able to channel messages quickly and accurately and it's something that I've never really been able to describe because I always just chalked it up to being part of my personality or me just being really intuitive or me just like always kind of having the right thing to say or being good at articulating things but my guides actually brought forth this knowledge and the woman who was giving me the session, the medium herself was like, you have a really, really strong channel. Like I just have to tell you that I can see it. It's like this bright white light that goes all the way from your head through your entire body. And it is so radiant and it's so bright and it's so strong. And she said, you know, I've only ever met one other person that has that clear and open and strong of a channel as you. And so the guides were starting to share with me about this psychic ability that I have and showing me the ways in which it happens in my work with my clients, the way that I can almost intuit before they say it, what they're going to need, or it seems like I always have like an answer or a piece of guidance that really lands for them. And she's like, you know, it for you, it, it feels like those are your thoughts, but really they're channeled messages because you are so open and connected. You receive so quickly that it's extremely hard for you to differentiate between what is your own thought and what is a channeled message. But a lot of the work that you do and the messages that you share are channeled and it's actually coming from divine. And I was like, wow, this is so crazy because it makes so much sense to me. Like I could feel that happening in my work and in my life. Like I get answers really fast, but I just thought, it was my brain. Like I just thought it was me. And so the guidance that came forth was, you know, to really own and step into your claircognizance more. Um, I don't feel at least at this point in my life that I possess any of the other clairs like clairvoyance or clairsentient or clairaudience. I think the hearing one is called, but claircognizance is where like the psychic ability is in the knowing. So you don't necessarily like see something like a a visual or an image or a spirit or you don't like hear it like a whisper or you don't feel it in the body, but you, you know it. It's like a, 
an intuitive psychic knowing that happens. And it happened several times in this session. She was having me do some things. And even before she would ask me a question, I already received the answer to the question. Like at one point we were talking about the feeling of anxiety that I was having about the home journey and everything that's happening. And before she even asked me to close my eyes and feel into what color the anxiety was, I had already received the message in my mind of red. And then she goes, okay, now close your eyes and I want you to feel into the color. And I was like, that is so wild. Like it's almost like it's, it's, it's anticipatory. Like it happens before the question is even there. And I experienced that a lot of times with my clients as well. And so now I'm just like, oh, my, my awareness is so open to it. And I'm like, wow, this is so crazy and wild and cool. But so I guess, you know, it, with all of this, I just encourage everybody to like get curious, lean into your spiritual journey and your own gifts and, you know, book like these readings with these amazing practitioners that can help bring forth so much knowledge and reassurance and guidance for you. There's so much out there to be discovered, not only about the world and the the cosmos and the spiritual realm, but also about ourselves and our own abilities and kind of drawing these connections between things that we've always known, but we've never been able to label or identify in a specific way. So that session was just like really amazing. And the other cool thing was that apparently my 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 spirit guides don't do not show up like in human form they're like these ethereal like energetic beings she was like their bodies are just like this like wavy light like they don't have like human form um, but she described all of my guides to me um, they gave me their names which is very cool like I know what colors they are I know like I can greet them or talk to them or ask for guidance from them by name now which is really cool um also, when I was in the session, one of Jaime's guides appeared and wanted to bring forth some information for him. And it was just, yeah, it was a really, really cool, cool experience. So I thought I would share it with you guys. That is the entire wrap up for June. Like I said, a lifetime. So many things have been happening. So many things are shifting and changing. And as always, I will keep you guys updated. If you want more real-time updates that are obviously less in-depth, but kind of just know what's going on, make sure you're following me on Instagram at underscore Samantha Daily. You can also follow the podcast for inspirational quotes and content at Makeshift Happen Podcast. If you loved this episode or any episode of the show, I really, really encourage you to take a screenshot and share it to stories and tag me. I would love to know what episodes you are loving on the podcast so that we can create more amazing content for you guys. We just crossed Literally, I just realized this today. We just crossed 400,000 downloads. So we are well on our way to half a million. And I am so, so grateful for every single beautiful soul that listens to this show. This is such a dream of mine. And you guys are the reason that it is coming true. So thank you so much for your listens and your presence and sharing the show with people in your life, friends, family, sharing it to your socials. Also, don't forget on Spotify, it is super easy to give us a rating. It's literally one click of a button. You enter the stars and that's it. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can also add a five-star rating or write a little review. I love reading your reviews whenever they pop up for me. I get so 
so excited and I love reading them and it really, really helps support and grow the show. So thank you guys so much. Sending you so much love and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.